Welcome to Group Coach Nation, the podcast. I'm Chris Williams, your host, and we are here to dive deep into launching and scaling your own high ticket group coaching program or mastermind. If you already have a mastermind and you're just trying to scale it, grow it, make it more efficient, really take this thing to the next level, this is for you. If you're just starting out and trying to like understand how it all works behind the scenes, listen in. You're gonna learn a ton and you're gonna get the codes to crack this thing wide open for you. All right, let's jump in, enjoy the episode. See you on the inside. Hey, Group Coach Nation, let's talk about scheduling this mastermind launch process. Now, I'm going to take this from two different directions. One, the direction of like, what does my daily calendar look like as we're launching or running a mastermind? We take a lot of people through this process, so I kind of have a really good feel of how like that launch sequence goes, as opposed to what it looks like once you kind of get the kinks ironed out, right? And then let's talk about just the, the general time frame it takes to actually get a mastermind from no audience to launched. Okay. So let's start with that second one, because I think that'll help fill in some blanks for you. So it typically takes, if you have a good process and structure and a team member who can help you for like two to four hours a day, that's critical. So you have a team member who can help you for two to four hours a day, or else you're going to be doing the work yourself. It's going to take you about eight to 12 weeks to launch a high ticket mastermind from a no audience scenario to a launch. Now, I'm going to throw in a few things that are kind of good baseline things to have before you start that. One, you got to be a great communicator already. Okay. So if you're brand new at being online or communicating, or if you're nervous about being in front of a camera, or you really hate that whole process, it's going to be a little tougher for you because there's a lot of like being on camera involved with leading a mastermind, particularly if you're going to be using a virtual type setup, Zoom or anything else. All right. Number one, you got to be a good communicator. This eight to 12 week long process leans on that. Okay. Good communicator. Number two, you already got to be a subject matter expert. So we teach business or entrepreneurial experts how to launch masterminds. If you're not already an expert in something, or you're not already doing something that people are like, Hey, how do you do that? Then you might need to become an expert in something before you have a mastermind, right? No smoke and mirrors here. We want to make sure people are actually teaching in their zone of genius. Number three, you got to be a natural giver. Right, people who don't like sharing and giving and encouraging and cheering other people on typically struggle with building a high ticket mastermind. There's kind of a lot of cheerleading involved. It's a really fun thing. I love that. Like, I could totally be a, <laughs> I could totally be a high school teacher if there wasn't any homework to grade at night. Like, I would love that job, but I, I hate that process. So, I like teaching. I like cheering people on. All right, and a lot of people who go through this process do really well. If you like encouraging people, seeing a light bulb in their head and like really saying, hey, well done, you know, so good communicator, got to be somebody who's a subject matter expert already. And you got to like giving your knowledge and helping people move forward. Okay. If you have those three things, typically eight to 12 weeks, if you follow the process and do the work to get the results, it's also super helpful to have a, a team member who can help you for two to four hours a day as you're building. All right. Let's go to the daily structure and schedule because that really brings in that team member conversation. So I spend, I, I guess people ask me this a lot and, and we track it on the calendar. It's typically eight to 10 hours a week running our masterminds. Okay. So I'm kind of all in on this, right? So running a mastermind and we run two at a time, typically our advanced and our pro level groups, it takes me eight to 10 hours a week. Now that's pretty cool because it's like, not a lot of time 
but I have support team, right? Okay. When we first started building our very first mastermind years ago, it was, it was like, I think we were probably using, um, a virtual administrator who was not a native English speaker. And we were selling to a primarily English speaking audience. And, um, that person was helping us for about three hours a day. Okay helping us find the right leads, building a little community. And again, we launched our first one in seven weeks. Again, eight to 12 weeks is pretty typical. The people who go through our advanced training in our in our Group Coach Nation process, if you've gone to groupcoachnation.com, you'll see we have beginner, advanced, and pro levels. That advanced level is where we're like putting you in a mastermind and we're teaching how to build a mastermind. So all the systems, processes, everything's there. Those people are typically spending probably 10 to 12 hours a week running, launching their mastermind for the first 12 weeks or so, maybe, maybe first 16 weeks, but they also have, all of them have to have some sort of administrative help, a virtual administrator, somebody to help them with just the, the ongoing lead gen process of finding people, making sure they're the right folks to be in a community, inviting them in and then having conversations. All right. That's all scripted out, but ultimately two to four hours a week of a, of a virtual administrator is super helpful. And um, then also, um, then also a really, sorry, I'm just checking this out because I'm seeing that our streaming is having an issue, but I think you're still here. So way to go guys, way to hang in there. Also, it's that, you know, 12, 10 to 12 hours a week when you're in that launch sequence process. Now let's talk about what that week looks like. Okay. Your average week. I would totally recommend blocking out times on your calendar for major projects of building the mastermind, like Maybe an hour a week, we can sit down and just think about the content you're going to deliver. And maybe an hour a week or 15 minutes a day to sit down with your administrator who's helping you do lead gen to make sure that process is going the way you think it should go, that they're actually finding the right people that are relevant to your market and your expertise. And then here's the big one, right? You got to have time to get on calls with people and find out what are their needs and is your mastermind fulfilling that? And if so, inviting them into that process. This is a major thing you want to block out. Those calls can get kind of emotionally exhausted, exhausting, even for extroverts. I'm an introvert, but even for extroverts, I find that those call blocks can start to take up a lot of emotional space, right? So you want to make sure you block that out. For me, I block those calls on Mondays and Tuesdays, all right? I typically flip-flop every other week. I'll be Monday morning one week, Tuesday afternoon that same week, and then the following week, it'll be Tuesday morning, Monday afternoon. There's no magic to that, okay? Some people pick all one day and they just blitz all their calls like on a Thursday. Some people like to mix it up and do, you know, an hour or two each afternoon throughout the week, whatever it's right for you. Ultimately, I find the only thing I find that's helpful is your people are going to need some morning and some afternoon times to book on your calendar. Other than that, if you pick all one day a week or mix it up Monday afternoon and Thursday morning or Friday morning, it doesn't matter. But people have morning and afternoon schedules, particularly if you're working in a space where there's like a little bit of folks calling in from, let's say, the UK and some people calling in from California in the US, then all of a sudden you're going to have people on far ends of your calendar spectrum and they're going to want those morning and afternoons. I don't do anything after four o'clock any day. That is the latest period I ever work. And most days it's way sooner than that, like one or two o'clock when I get off. And I don't do anything typically that's earlier than 10 o'clock a.m. It is 9.38 a.m. when I'm recording this because I'm speaking today for another event. And so I'm sitting in my car waiting for that event to jump in. So that's why I'm here. 
other than that, usually it's pretty tight in that spectrum of time. Okay. I also like having some space for those little team meetings. I mentioned that earlier, but ultimately figure out where those call blocks are going to go. I, I would not advise you just opening up your calendar wide open for call blocks, block them in there. Otherwise you're going to have like a call on a Tuesday morning and then one on a Tuesday afternoon, and then maybe one on Wednesday and then two on Thursday. If it's just wide open, you're going to get so scattered around that it's going to drain you and you're, you're not going to have full on afternoons, mornings, or whole days to just conquer other projects and other workflows you already have going on in your life. So I like to put those calls in. Here's a way to pro kind of work around that. Let's say you want to be able to have more calls. You're just getting started. If there was 20 calls in your calendar, you would take it. Okay. Just simply on your calendaring app, make it where it's able to book you, let's say on a Monday morning and a Wednesday afternoon for like two hours, three hours each space. All right. Leave that there until those two or three hours are full or almost full and then open up Wednesday morning or Tuesday afternoon, like open up little blocks as those original blocks get full. That way you can kind of compartmentalize and keep people in a safe little space. That way you're able to keep that calendar under control and you don't have emotionally pulling events all throughout your project time and you'll be way more efficient. Hope that helps. That was a lot of information I know, but these kind of questions pop up a lot particularly how long does it take to launch a mastermind? And then what does my life look like while I'm launching? And that's it. All of the stuff I've just told you is assuming that you have no audience. Okay. Big assumption there. And I know that many of you do, and everybody who comes through our advanced group already has an existing voice, existing audience. They're already well-known or, or fairly, um, in a, in a pretty good, strong network. That's I'm saying fairly and pretty good. And I'll that stuff all together. They're already known as an expert, right? In a small community or large community, they already have a list. They might already have a podcast. They already have an email list. They already have some really good consulting. They're doing one-on-one -on -one or whatever. They already got stuff, but we still, even with those folks in the advanced group, we still go back and teach as if there is no pre-existing audience. It is super critical that even if you're an advanced person, you learn to, to do prospecting and selling as if that person's never heard of you before. That's really, really critical because if you can do that, particularly in an organic space, it proves that you can make a sustainable mastermind model. So everything I just said is assuming you don't have a list or don't have an existing audience because we teach even our experts with a million people on a list. We teach them to literally start and do lead gen from scratch. I mean, those numbers, literally, if they already have a million people on a list, which many people do, that's not a, that's not a huge number in the list world. They already have a million people on a list. We're still having them and their teams run the drills to bring people in from cold audiences to buy their high ticket mastermind. That is so critical to make sure it's sustainable. Otherwise you could eventually exhaust your list, the low hanging fruit, and you'll be up a Creek, um, in two to three rounds of a mastermind launch. So there you go. Hope that helps. Get out there, Group Coach Nation. Do the work, get the results, right? It's doing the work, getting the results. The work doesn't have to take your time and your life over. It just simply needs to be the right strategic work. As always, if you have questions and you're figuring out what is that right strategic work, lean in and ask questions. That is why we are here, all right? There's tons of ways to contact us here in the comments or shoot us a direct line, whatever. We'll point you in the right direction. All right, talk soon, guys. Y'all have a great one and enjoy the rest of your day, rest of your week. Get out there and do the work to get the results.
everybody, Chris here again. Thanks for listening in. Hey, over at groupcoachnation.com, we have everything you need to sort this out for yourself. You can find out where you are in this continuum of launching, scaling, building, really taking your mastermind to the next level or starting your brand new mastermind. That's right there at groupcoachnation.com. We have a ton of free resources and a ton of ways for you to find out where you are in the process, knowing exactly what to do next so that you can do the work to get the results. You hear us say that a lot here at Group Coach Nation. Do the work, get the results. We just want you doing the right work. Don't want you wasting your time. It doesn't take a lot of time to build a mastermind. You just need the right strategy behind it. So go over to groupcoachnation.com, jump in, ask your questions, join the community, look at the resources, enjoy. It's there for you. Can't wait to see you there. We'll talk soon.